Ashley Brockway, Nora Roberts' book, Finding the Dream, Chapter 7. And then Miss Hannah said that everyone who finished that all their assignments could have extra time on the computer. I picked the art studio, so I got to draw a picture and print it out and everything. Then she put it on a board because she said it was excellent. While Kayla chatted, Kayla chattered about her school day, Michael continued to water brush his mare's mane. Kayla had fallen into the habit of visiting him, and he discovered that if he would the day pass without her poking her head into the stables, he felt deprived. Her mother, on the other hand, was keeping her distance. He hadn't seen her in three days since the night of the country club dance. Mama's going to get me drawing lessons, and that'll be fun because I like to draw pictures. Can draw you one if you want. <laughs> I'd like that. He sent her a quick smile. What would you draw for me? A surprise! She beamed at him. Big people didn't always really listen. Kayla knew Mr. Fury always listened, even when he was busy. Do you have time to teach Bungo a trick? I'm like... Michael tapped the dampened water brush in his palm as he studied the pup, who was currently sprawled on the brick eye in one of the cats. I've got to put this lady through her paces first, though. Got somebody coming by to look at her. Kayla's bottom lip poked out as she reached up to the smooth, the mare's glossy flank. To buy her, maybe. I understand any crush. She needs good home, like Bongo did. You're a good, you're a good home. He didn't think this called for an explanation of business. The profit and loss ledgers that often made him cross-eyed. So he kept them. I can't keep them all, honey. What I do is take good care of them while they're here and look for people who'll take good care of them when they're not. And your mom's the one who found these people. You know, Mrs. Prentice. She's nice. Kayla gnawed her lip as she considered. She did like Mrs. Prentice. She had a fun laugh. Her daughter rides horses. Made it fourteen and has a boyfriend. Does she? Amused, Michael tossed Kayla's hair. If they like the lady here and she likes them, she'll be their horse. Do you think Mandy would take good care of her? I guess so. Let's take her out to the padlock, you and me. I'll get her blanket. I'll get it. While Kayla raced off, he made a final check of his lady. She was a pretty chestnut hack. Her coat gleaming now from his meticulous work with brushing curry comb. Her eyes were clear and intelligent. Her heart strong, her hooves healthy and smartly presented with a coating of oil. At fifteen hands, she was a good size, well lined, a cooperative, well behaved animal who would bring him a good profit on his investment. He was, he knew as he stroked her neck, going to miss the hell out of her. Together, he and Kayla saddled the mare with Kayla watched every move carefully. She hoped that one day Mr. Furry would let her hook the chances, but she didn't want to ask him. Where's Allie today? Oh, she's in her room. She has to clean it and finish all her homework. She can't come outside today because she's being punished. What did she do? She had a knife, another fight with Mama, but the dog at her heels, Kayla skipped along beside Michael as he led the mare out. She's mad because her dad's marrying Mrs. Lynchfield and he's not going to go to the father-daughter supper at school. She says his mama's well. How does she figure that? I don't know. She's silly. Uncle Josh is going to the supper and he's more fun anyway. Our dad doesn't like us. The careless tone caused Michael to stop later. Doesn't he? No, but that's okay because he chattled a bit it's bad. What is it, darling? She looked behind her toward the house and back into my I don't like him either. I'm glad he went away. And now he's not coming back. But don't tell mama. <laughs> now there was now there was alarm. And beneath it a shivery rush of defense. Honey, he crouched down. 
taking a little silver say, He didn't hire you, did he? He didn't hit you or your sister. Even the thought of it sure just got like ass oh your mom. No, she seemed so baffled by the idea of Mike relaxing again. But he never listens and he never plays and he made mama cry, so I don't like him. But don't tell I won't. Michael made an X over his heart, then touched his finger to his, her lips. How anyone, particularly a father, could not adore this fascinating child was beyond him. How about a ride? Her eyes went huge. Oh, can I? Can I really? Well, let's see. He picked her up and set her on the saddle. We have to see if the lady likes girls, right? He said, and he adjusted the stirrup. This here is an English saddle because that's what Mandy uses. Take a rein in each hand. No, like this, sugar. He said, I'm just That's the way. Patiently explained the proper way to guide the mare while Kay listened and saw my concentration. Now, heels down. Good. Knees in. Back straight. With a head on the bridle, he led the mare into a sedated walk. How's it feel up there, Miss Bridgeway? She giggled, bouncing. I'm riding the horse. Now, draw back on the left rein. Easy now. The way I showed you. See how nice she turns? She's a good girl. He had work to do, calls and make, and he forgot all of it. For the next twenty minutes, he indulged himself, teach Kate a little basics, hope hopping up behind her once to take the mare into a quick circling canter that had the child shrieking with delight. The day might have been overcast, more rain threatening, but here was sunshine. When he picked her, when he plucked her off, and her arms wound tight around his neck in a hug, he felt for the first time in his life like a hero. Can I do it again sometime, Miss Superior? Sure you can. With easy affection and trust, wrapped her legs around his waist, grinning at him. When Mama gets home, she'll be so surprised. I rode the horse all by myself and stirred her and everything. You sure did. And now we know she likes girls. She'll like Mandy, so she'll be happy. I'm going to go tell Anna right now how I rode the horse. Thanks, Mr. Fury. She wiggled down, raced off. The pup scrambled after. Michael watched her, stroking the mare's You're done it now, Fury. <laughs> Gone and fallen in love. With that pretty little blonde. <laughs> he looked into this mare's eyes, kissed her side. Not supposed to fall for what you can't have. <laughs> Two hours later, repeated the warning to himself. The pretenses had fallen for the mare first sight, had barely bothered to dick her over his asking price. Now he had a check in his pocket, and the lady was no longer his. With mixed feelings, he approached Templeton House. He made a sale, and that was part of his business. The mare, he had no doubt, was going to be pampered and adored for the rest of her life. And it was sure bet that the pretenses would spread, spread the word that Michael Fury had good stock for sale. He had Laura to thank for it, and he intended to do so. The duty call would give him the opportunity to see her again to Katie Childs reacted to him. Out of habit and a little fear, instilled by the thought of encountering Ann Sullivan, he wiped his feet outside the kitchen door. His knock was answered by a hurried call to come in. When he did, fear turned to pleasure. Mrs. Williamson was exactly as he remembered, brought back to the room, big, capable hands stirring something wonderful in the huge six-burner stove, the bowl of black hair atop. Her head wouldn't have stirred in an earthquake. The room smelled of spices and flowers in the mouth-watering aroma of whatever she had in the other. Got any cookies around this place? She turned, wooden spoon in one hand, her white face creased in a huge welcoming smile. She always had a soft spot for lost boys and bad ones. Well, if it isn't Michael Fury himself, I wonder when you'd come knocking on my door. Ready to marry me now. I might just be. She sent him a saucy wink. You've grown up handsome enough, because with her he'd always felt at home. Across the room, took one of her big hands in his and brought it to him. Name the time and place. <laughs> oh, you're a, 
you're one from anyone else the sound had bubbled out would have come been called a giggle. Sit down there, boy, and tell me all about your adventures. As she always had, always would, when one of her children came to visit, she took cookies out of the bed and arranged them on a plate. Selling horses now, are we? Yes, ma'am, just did. He patted his pocket while she poured his coffee. That's fine, then. And you haven't found a woman to suit you in all your travels? I've been holding out for you. He bit into a cookie. Rolled his eyes dramatically. Nobody bakes like you, Mrs. Williamson. Why should I settle for less than the best? She laughed again and gave him a vicious slap on the back and nearly sent him head first into his coffee. Oh, you're a bad one, Michael. So they always said. You still do those apple pies, the ones that bring tears of joy to a man's eyes. If you behave yourself, I might just send you one over. She went back to her stove industry. Our little Kayla's been spending a lot of time down at Staples, eh? I'm going to marry her if she, if you keep turning me down. She's an angel, isn't she? She let loose a windy sound. Allison, too, darling girl. Sweet as you please and brightest button on a new suit. Miss Laura's done a fine job there. And by herself, too. He never paid any mind to them. When you want information, Michael Mears, as he took another cookie, go to the source. Mrs. Williamson was fond of inside information. He isn't very popular around here, I take it. She sniffled loudly. And why should he be? I'd like to know. Fussing stiff neck, too good to say how you do. Never gave a minute of his vulnerable time to those beautiful girls either. Fooling around with his secretary and God knows who else on the side. She pressed the hand on her heart as if swelled with outrage. I shouldn't speak of it. Not my place. <laughs> but he knew she'd speak of it plenty with a little prompting. So, Ridgeway wouldn't make father of the year. Ha! He would make father of the minute. And as for a husband, well, he treated our Miss Lure more like an accessory than a wife. Proceeding about the staff, too. This is high flotting ideas. Michael ran stone on us. Laura stayed married to him for a long time. She takes her promises and her duties seriously. That girl was raised right. Neither broke her heart when she filed for divorce. Not that it wasn't the proper thing to do or the or that any of us regretted it for a blink. Good riddance, I say, and I said so straight out to Mrs. Sullivan. Now he's going to be marrying that red-headed cat. Well, they deserve each other, I say. Tim besides her statement, she wrapped her spoon on the edge of the pan, letting the sound ring. I'll bet Ridgeway never got any cookies in your kitchen. Ha! As if he'd ever lower himself to come inside the room. Master of the house, my eye. My hearing may not be what it was, but I hear what I need to hear, so don't think I don't know. He tried to make Miss Lure pinching. Pitching me off so he could hire someone himself, some fancy Frenchman, to cook his meals, but she wouldn't do it. Her face softened and she turned back. Our Miss Laura knows about loyalty, about what's right. She's a Templeton, and so are her girls, whatever their name might be legally. She stopped and her arms. There you've done it. Got me babbling and haven't told me a thing. You haven't changed there, Michael Fury. <laughs> Nothing much to tell. He still brewed the last, brewed the best coffee. She still brewed the best coffee in Central California. He thought it except in the Tibble to Kitchen, despite his grandeur and shine, was still one of the cozy spots on earth. Been there, done that. Now I'm back. She could just imagine where he'd been and what he'd done. Still, she saw him, saw in him what she'd always seen—a dark, broody eye boy brimming with potential. Back where you belong, you ask me. Been out gallivanting long enough. Seems like. He greeted and took another cookie. Gonna make your mark this time around, are you? That's the plan. You come on down to the stables while I'm here, Mrs. Williamson. He grimly, I'll give you a ride. She threw back her head and exploded with laughter just as the door swung over. Anna Sullivan stepped inside. The answer she spotted Michael, law, lounging at the table with cookies and coffee in her mouth tightened. 
As they get ready to tidy Mrs. Williamson, the boy dropped in to visit. They worked together too long for Mrs. Williamson to miss that icy disapproval or pay any heed to it. Coffee, Mrs. Sullivan? No, thank you. Miss Laura's in the salary room and would like some. The door burst open behind him and Caitlin rushed in. Mama said to you, hi! Instantly distracted, she ran toward Michael, jumped in his lap. Did you kind of see us? I came to talk Mrs. Williamson out of some cookies and I need to see your mom for a minute. She's in the solarium. You go see her. I drew you a picture. Do you want to see it? You bet I do. Kiss the tip of her nose. What is it? A surprise. Eager, she's coming. I'm going to go get it. What's the alley you came? Don't go away. And I stood where she was. Just Caleb bolted out. If she'd been blind, she would have been able to recognize the easy affection between man and girl. Considering look came in her eyes. She was far from ready to soften, but she would wonder. She would consider. You can go on to the slime if you remember the way. She says, I'll bring the coffee. Fine. Thanks. He rose equally stiff until he turned to Miss Williams. Thanks for the cookies. And that offer still holds. Get on with you. He got up. He got on. Remember the way to the slarium. The fact was, he realized he remembered everything about Templeton House. Walking down the polished hallway, glancing at elegant rooms, was like stepping back in time. His time. His youth. This was a constant, he thought. Soaring ceilings and ornate moldings, carefully selected and lovely tinted furnishings. The sweep of the stairway in the main hall, the bowl of flowers set just on a credenza, candlesticks with their tapers burned down to varying heights. In the parlor, he noticed the quiet fire sizzling. The hearth was lapis. He remembered. Joshua told him that that had explained to him about the deep blue stone. There was a large crystal computo on the piano, a floor spanning faded rug over the wax floor, flowers everywhere. He observed, fresh and dewy from garden or greenhouse, not just hot, ha hot house roses, but simple daisy, sunny tulips. Their scents were subtle in elementary part of the air. He knew the Templetons had entertained with lavish parties in this house. He had even been permitted to attend a few. People as glamorous as gods had wandered through the rooms under the archway doorway, spilling out onto flower-decked flower-decked terraces. The house he had grown up in could fit into a single wing of this one with room to spare, but it hadn't been the space that awed him, or not as much, not nearly as much as the beauty of it, the way it stood looking out over cliffs and hills and banks of flowers, the way the tower speared up into the sky in the window, gleamed with light day or night, and the rooms inside streaming into other rooms with an openness, a welcoming that He'd never been able to analyze or permissive a statement that he'd always understood said family mattered, at least to the Templetons. Despite his grandeur, Templeton House was a home, and that he had never had. Shaking himself, he moved through the short breezeway that led to the solarium. There would be lush greenery there, flowers in profusion, padded chairs and lounges, glass tables, colorful mats. The rain that had just started to mist would patter on the glass walls, and you would see the fog rise over the cliffs. It was exactly as he remembered. The glass walls swirled with fog and rain, leading the room a magical kind of intimacy. A single lamp was lit, casting a soft gold light. Music, something with weeping violins that he didn't recognize, spilled like tears from hidden speakers. There was Laura, curled up on the pastel cushion of a high-backed wicker lounge. Sleeping. Perhaps it was the atmosphere, the light, the fog, the music, the flowers that made him feel as though he would, he were stepping into a spellbound power. It was rarely a fanciful, fanciful man, but the sight of her sleeping there made him think of enchanted princesses, castles, and the magic of a kiss. He bent over her, 
brushed the hair from her cheek and laid his lips on hers. She woke slowly, as enchanted princess should. Her lashes fluttered. A faint flush rose to her cheeks. The sound that sighed through her lips to his was soft, lovely. Doesn't seem like a hundred years, he murmured. Her eyes stayed on his heavy, clouded over. Michael? Now either we live happily ever after, or I turn into a frog. I can never keep the story straight. She lifted a hand to his face. Real? She thought she wasn't dreaming. Reality began to seep in, and her collar deepened, and she hastened to sit up. I fell asleep. <laughs> I figured that one out. And there were shadows under her eyes. He didn't know when that worry over her daughter gave her restless eyes. Long day. Yes. Sir for Allison had given her some bad moments at 3 a.m., but so had the man who was standing. Studying her now, and there had been her conviction duties at the hotel, a glitch in the shipments at the shop, and a headaching session of sentence di diagramming in the homework division. I'm sorry. The words slid down her throat as his mouth crushed over hers again. You made me think of fairy tales when I walked in. Beauty sleeping. That's Sleeping Beauty. I know. It's obscure. I didn't have a close acquaintance with fairy tales, but I think I caught the Disney version somewhere. Let's see if I got it right. But he would have kissed her again. She sprang to her feet. I'm awake. Still awake, she thought, as her heart hummed in her throat. Too alive. Too needy. I guess that's the best we can do for the moment. I was in the kitchen showering Mrs. Williams some out of her cookies. I actually came by to see you, but I'm weak. No, we can hold fast against her cookies. Well, aware that she must look rumpled, she tried to smooth her hair. Don't I like amused? You never seem to be amused. You had to catch me after convincing the girls it really is bedtime now. Well, she made herself stop fussy. Kaylee said the Judy Princess was coming by this afternoon, this evening. She did. With her husband and her daughter, who, by the way, is quite a horsewoman. They bought a good mare. I think it'll work out well together. Please for him, she said. Oh, that's wonderful, Michael. Congratulations. Plucked a creamy white hibiscus from the bush beside the lounge and handed her. I came by to thank you. Absurdly touched, violently nervous. She stared at the blossom. I didn't do anything but mention your name, but you're welcome. Judy knows a lot of the horse set. I'm sure she'll pass your name along. I'm counting on it. I'd like to take you to dinner. She shifted away for it. What? Um, flush. She said, Pat is marking. And I owe you. No, you don't. It was just... I'd like to take you to dinner, Laura. I'd like to take you, period. But I think we'll have to do this along more conventional lines. You've been avoiding me. No, I haven't, really. Or hardly at all. I've been busy. <laughs> you imagine her social calendar was full enough. Committees, ladies, luncheons, the jobs. You've taken a fill of time. I wouldn't imagine a Templeton would scare off so easily. It was exactly the right switch. It isn't a matter of scaring off. I had a great deal to do. Then take another rain, Trek. Just let me know when you can squeeze me in. When he started to rise, she touched his I don't mean to sound ungracious. You, he smiled, and never. I wasn't expecting you to move on to you. It's just last time I checked, I saw blood in my veins. If you're not interested, just say so. I can, pro I can probably take a note. I don't know what I am, but it's not disinterest. She resisted barely, tracing the hibiscus along with you. And I don't think I'm prepared to deal with that gleam you just got in your eye. In fact, I know I'm not. I'm going to change the subject. She drew, a, she drew in a deep breath full and accept the embarrassment of having him grin at him. Kayla told me you've been teaching her to ride. Is there a problem with that? I guess I should have asked you. No. 
She dragged her hand through her hair again. No, there's no problem. I'm very grateful that you take the time and trouble. I don't want her pestering you, Michael. She doesn't pester me, in fact. I'm thinking about giving it 10 or 15 years and asking her to marry me. Her smile came fast and warm. She's so easy to fall for. She's so open and loving. She's full of you, Mr. She's full of you, Mr. Fury this and Mr. Fury that. She's certain she's going to turn Bongo into some sort of dog genius. <laughs> I'll have to work on that. That's what I want to discuss with you. I'd like to compensate you for your time with Kayla. Stop. He said quietly. Still temper a sharp edge I'm not a servant. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that, horrified. Then she insulted if she was. I only meant that if you're gonna be taking so much of your time to. It's my time and I'll use it as a please. I don't want your damn money. I'm not for hire as a friend for your kids or as a temporary father substitute. Whatever the hell you had in mind. Now she went over. Of course not. I'm sorry, Christ. Don't give me that wounded look. You make me feel so I kicked the puppy. <laughs> Frustrated, he came to say this one. Compensate him for Christ's sake the way you compensate a waiter for good service. He said, Should have just leave it alone. He spun around to stare up the swirling fog, keeping her face blank. Anna stepped inside with a coffee tray, not by a flicker of the eye. Did she reveal she heard a great deal of that last exchange? No coffee, Miss Laura. The girls are on the way down. If they hadn't been, Anna might have smothered conscience and eavesdropping a bit longer. Oh, thank you, Annie. She put a smile on her face, kept it there as the children came in. I believe Kayla has something for you, Michael. Kayla held the picture behind her back as she pushed If you like it, you can hang it on your wall. Well, let's see. He took the heavy drawn paper from her stare. Damn. <laughs> Kayla's face dropped comically. Automatically, Laura put a hand on her shoulder cover. You don't like it, Kayla's... <laughs> I should have drawn it so fast, but I wanted to do it while I remembered it. Oh, it's great. When he looked up from the drawing, he smiled. I was surprised. Just like you said, I'd be. Looks just like the lady, Caleb. Just exactly like her. Really? With a tongue caught between her teeth, Caleb peeked over to critique her more. Usually I draw things I see in books or that are right there, but I thought if it had the cellar, you could have a picture so you'd always remember it's beautiful, but nothing like the childish doll he expected. She covered the mare's springy gait in the movement, the proud heed. He supposed the trained eye could find room for improvement, things like perspective and range, and he knew nothing of. All he knew was he was impressed and touched. It's my first original Templeton. If anyone noticed he hadn't used her legal name, there was no comment. Caleb merely pinged and slipped a hand into his. I'll draw you more if you want. I like that a lot. He scooted her onto his knee and looked at Allison. The older girl stared down at her feet, obviously miserable. You finished cleaning your room, Blondie. Her head came up, and so did her color. She eyed her sister and her sister's big mouth. Would to say, yes, sir? Good. Figured once you were off the bread and water routine, you might want to catch up with Kayla here on the riding lessons. Her mouth blew open before she remembered her minutes. I'd like to learn. Though it cost her, she turned to her mother. May I? I think that would be a wonderful idea. I may have to brush up myself before the two of you get ahead of me. Just laid a hand on Allison's shoulder. The stiffness faded reluctantly, but I thank you, Michael. We'll see what we can do to meld meld our schedules. Mine's flexible. After a quick bounce, he said Kayla on her feet and rose. Right now, I've got to get back. Your coffee? Lord began. I'll take a rain check. His smile spread so you know about rain, redeeming rain checks, don't you, Lord? Yes, our little mother handles sexual flutters with her two daughters looking on. Lord, and I will thank you for coming by. My pleasure.
I'll see you out. Allie said with great dignity. To his credit, Michael nodded agreement. Thank you. Uncle too, Mr. Free, do you think you can teach Bongo to shake? Uncle Byron's dogs can shake alone. Laura sat down. It's her daughter's right voice that going away. Experimentally, she pressed a hand or something. Yes, it was churning. And to her heart. Yes, it was pounding. I don't know woman with obviously no point of reference go about redeeming a rain check for an affair. She had absolutely no clue about that either. End of chapter 7.